Today's share is sponsored by our Paris Achaydish, Shmuliach, in honor of David Zlatnik F200, Akiva Sokowitz F94, Shalom Rand F202, Shmuli Davidowitz B202, and the official 8 Minute Daf Yoimi Committee. And that's all we have, folks. With us today, it just so happens to be, I have a picture. Brandon, that's you? Get over here. Get over here. He doesn't have to get over if he doesn't want to. I have a picture of him. He's here with my Rebbe. Rebbe Didi Kramer, if anybody wants to see. You want to get over here? Say Shalom Aleichem to your father. Michael Benchitrit in Florida. Meanwhile, I'm going to read this email to you. It says like this, good morning, Rebelli. Come, come. Rather come. No, you don't want to. My name is Chaim Gwertzman from Waterbury, Connecticut. I just wanted to take a moment as we get close to completing Masechus Beitzah to say thank you. Thank you for taking me from doing the daf to now learning the daf. Zanaf Kemina doing the daf and learning the daf. Shalom Brandon. Say hi to your dad right over there. Say hi. What yeshiva do you go to? TJ. TJ! Give a whole day. Who? Oh, Yehuda, Stefanski. Hi, Yehuda. Send regards. Tell them to come to Shira. Start watching a little bit. Shkoya, you going to come for Shabbos or something? I was here for Shabbos. And you didn't come visit? Uh, Yose, you were by Yosef for Shabbos? Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I heard that. Very nice. Next time, you know where to go. Over the last few years, I've done the daf on and off on my own and often fallen behind. After 17 years on Atzala, I've continued my training and went back to give paramedic. Akiva Tepper, RL97, has been my paramedic Rebbe and mentor. Often when he's getting together to study, he would say, I just need a few more minutes. I'm finishing Rebellious Shear. His passion and dedication to the daf and Rebellious Shear caught my attention. I started listening to your shear and it's been a game changer. I look forward to hosting a scene and trying to recruit three new members to join Rosh Hashanah. Much appreciation from Waterbury, Connecticut, Chaim Gwertzman, Queens 82, Waterbury 9, your Talmud, Chaim Gwertzman, LPN, Chief Executive Officer. Shkoya Chaim, three new guys, Rabbi Isai, it's only a few days, to Rosh Hashanah, Chap Arayin. Okay, we shall start this year. I have another very interesting email from a woman. I, I want to read it, I want to see what you think, but it's going to get to the suga a little bit. Another thing I had, I forgot to print the email. I got an email from Chaim Weissman. And he says that whoever wants, he made a chart from Shnai Mikrovechatargum. It's a perfect time to start Shnai Mikrovechatargum. I think it's only about five minutes in Aliyah. So it's five minutes a day. Five, eight minutes. How long does it take you? No, not with Rashi, not with Rashi. Five to eight minutes. Come on, it's not more than that. Depends how, how what? In Aliyah. Okay, 10 minutes in Aliyah, if you're a very slow reader. If you're a slow reader. Listen, it's whatever the Balkhira does, times three. It's not, it's not the end of the world. <clears throat> so if you want to chart, look up. Yosef, you'll put it on the, on the screen, his, his email address, where to get the chart. Fine. Water, not tonight. Okay, whatever. We used to have good help here. All right, it's a chart, just an easy chart to mark off. You did this, Aliyah, that Aliyah, this thing. Okay, fine, this parasha. Rabbi Isai, we started the sugya. We'll do it over again. And now, 
Now we have charts and everything is good. Easy stuff today. Yeah, yeah, it's your guy, your guy. You're, you're in, you got the Gemara. Even if he leaves now, you got it. Omer Shmuel, Shkoya. Baruch atah adinoy lemelchaylam shakoyni yibidvaroy. Check out those new Gemaras. Everybody here could be Zoycha a new special edition, one of a kind, MDY Archwell Gemara. Join dafyoyimi.com, that's what it is. Join dafyoyimi.com. Go to 8minutedaf.com, whatever you want. Omer Shmuel. Choysama Shibikarika Matir. So we did the sugya. We're just going to do it real quickly again so we know it's flying here. We stopped in the middle of the sugya. If you have a knot tied to something that's attached to the ground, karka, matir, you're allowed to undo it. Why? Because this is something that we do and undo all the time. So therefore, it's mutter to undo. So unfortunately, I, I brought these tzitzis as an example. I, I don't usually wear these, of course. This would be mafkia. If you start going like this, unraveling the thread, you see this? No, 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 there's a knot here. <laughs> That's it. It doesn't go. Here, I'll try. It doesn't go, you see? Mafkia. Veloi choytech. You cannot cut the string. Why? Because it's karka. Yesh binyin vestir bekarka. You're breaking the ground, something that's attached to the ground. Shebekelim. But if we're talking about a kli, to remind everybody, the kli is tied down. Matir umafkia v'choytach. You are permitted to snip it, to unravel it, and of course, to undo the knot. So this is Shmuel. So our boys say, here we go. Here's the chart. Shabbos, Yantif, Karka. There's three categories in what Shmuel just said. If it's Karka, just to undo it, it's mutter, mutter on Shabbos even, to undo a knot. If it's karka and you want to cut it, he says it's usher in both. And if it's a kli, mutter, Shabbos and Yantav, you're allowed to cut, you're allowed to do whatever you want, but in karka you're not allowed to cut, karka you're allowed to, even on Shabbos, undo a knot. Okay, that's Shmuel. We're going to ask Kasha from over here, there's a little bit of a contradiction here. You see the X over here, karka, and there's a check by Karka. That's the whole Kasha now. Says Gemara, Meisvei, Choysama Shebe Karka, B'Shavis Matir, Avaloi Mafkia, Avaloi Choytech, B'Yantif, Matir, Umafkia, Avachoytech. Over here it says that on Yantif, you're allowed to cut. And Shmuel says, on Yantif, you're not allowed to cut from the Karka. That's it. We have a question. Black to black. Karka on Yantif, he says, you're not permitted to snip the string. And over here in the Bible says, you are permitted. Says Gemara, one, one answer. The Gemara tries and goes away from it. Romani, Rebbe Meir. Meir says, So, if you remember this picture, Meir holds that you're permitted to remove bricks from a storage facility, provided that there's no cement, you're allowed to do that. Ayantif. So Mimeilo, it's not a real malacha, it's, there's no cement, you're allowed to do it. So that Rimeir also holds for Eichel Nevesh, for food. Ayantif, you're allowed to snip away. Says the Gemara. 
I hold like Rabbanon that you're not permitted. Okay. You have a mayor who's very, very makel. You're allowed to take apart stones on Yantav. So you're allowed to cut on Yantav. I don't hold like Rabbanon. I hold the Chacham. But those Rabbanon don't argue with a mayor when it comes to undoing a string on Yantav. Everybody's in agreement when it comes to a, a rope that's tying down a door, a cave, a well. But you can't do on Shabbos, you can't cut. And look what it says. The last words on the Amen. Shmuel is machmer. And he says, on Yantav, you cannot. There's a big red X here. On Yantav, you cannot cut. And the bottom line here is that even Chachamim hold that on Yantav, you are allowed to cut. So who does Shmuel go like? We don't have a Mandomer yet. That says like Shmuel. Says the Gemara, top of Lamed Beis Omed Aleph Leiv. Who the Omer Kaitana Shmuel hold like another Tana? It's Anya. Chosamay Shvei Karka Matir Avaloi Mafki Avaloi Chaytach. When it comes to the ropes that are tying down something that's attached to the ground, you're permitted to undo them, but you're not allowed to cut them. Echad Shabbos Vechad Yantav. That's great. Vishabikli Vishabis Matir. Here it goes. So, over here we have It says Mufurish in the beginning. Look, again. That's this case right over here, the black. We're looking for Yantif. Somebody that says the Yantif, it's also to cut. It says over here, He can't cut when? Even on Yantav, you can't cut. Oh, so we have a Mandomar that says like Shmuel. Now we have a problem. Because if you continue, it says, Vishabakli. What does Shmuel say in a Kli? Everything's permitted. Here, the last line here, the dark blue, Kli Choytech, you're allowed to on, even on Shabbos, you're allowed to cut a Kli. What does it say here in this Bryce? So if you're telling me that Shmuel goes like this Bryce, we have a little bit of a problem. How does he fix the Caleb? Over here in the Bible says a kli, you cannot cut. And he says a kli, you could cut. So when it comes to a kli, we have a problem. This Bible doesn't add up to Shmuel. You have a great mandoma that says it's also to cut on Shabbos and Yontav when it comes to Karka. But that same mandoma says that it's also we don't, I don't have it on the chart here, but it's also to cut a kli where Shmuel holds it's a motor to cut a kli. Says Gemara, Hamani Reb So the Gemara says, beautiful. Introduces the famous Reb Nechemia, If you have a jacket on Shabbos, according to Reb a chair. In fact, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, it says you're not allowed to move anything on Shabbos, even a chair, only the tzoyach. Okay, fine. Reb Nechemia is of the opinion. You can't take this jacket and, and uh, cover a squirrel with it or uh, hang it up and then make a mechitza with it. You could carry a jacket if you want to wear it because it has one way of using it and that's the only way to use it. So if you have a knife, what do you do with a knife? Cut food. You smear butter. But you don't cut ropes with it. Okay. But it comes out that even according to this from Nechemia, Rashi points out beautifully, 
According to Rabbi Nechemia, if you have a rope around the kli you, and you're very strong, you could snap it like that on Yantif. The problem is to take a knife out of your drawer, according to Rabbi Nechemia only, and that knife is designated for food and not for ropes. And that's why it's also. That's the only reason why it's also. Okay, so we have a b'risa that says like Shmuel and the Reisha. The safe is like Rabbi Nechemia, a very big machna. So then, according to Rabbi Nechemia, it should be mukta, mukta is mukta, and you should be usher to use this knife even on Yantif to cut, cut the rope. Maybe he's more machman on Shabbos. He doesn't say so. Very, very simple. I didn't make a chart. I ran out of time, but it's very simple. You don't need a chart for this. We have a three-way machloikas here. Tani chada masikin bekelim. When the, what's the word masikin? Masikin means to make a fire. When can you make a fire? <coughs> Obviously, we're talking about yantif. Masikin bekelim ve'ein masikin beshivrei kelim. You could take a nice kli, throw it into the fire. But if it's broken, then you can't use it as firewood. Why? Because it's like noilat. Just just now it became available to use. Before it was a perfect, it was in my china closet, now I'm using it for firewood, it's noila. So this is one shita. You could use, you could use for firewood a kli, but you cannot use a broken kli. The second shita is, no problem. Everything is fair game, even broken kalim. So it goes mikatzel katzel. One sheet that says you can use everything, even broken kalim. The other sheet that says you can't even use whole kalim. And then you have the middle sheet though. You can use whole kalim, not broken kalim. And the Gemara says very simple. Like The first one that says, Masikim bekalim vei masikim shiver kalim. Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion. There's mukta. There's noilat. So therefore, you cannot use the new kalim. Horeb Shimon, the middle one that says you can use everything. That's Rabbi Shimon. He doesn't all love the Nailat. Say, so of course, I, if Rabbi Yudha says you can use a Hokli, Rabbi Shimon also holds that. But the broken Kalim also you can use. Why? There's no Nailat according to Rabbi Shimon. Even on Yantiv, we're talking about Yantiv now, not on Shabbos. And on Yantiv, Rabbi Nechemia says you cannot use a glass, uh, not a glass, a bowl made out of wood for firewood because a bowl made out of wood is made for what? To eat your soup. And not to put in the fire. So Rabbi says, everything has one purpose and you cannot use it for a second purpose. Even on Yantif. So don't come to tell me. Don't try to tell me there's a difference between Yantif and Shabbos. That on Yantif is Mekel. Here you see Rabbi Nechemia is Machmer and Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Trey Tanoi Abel, even the Rabbi Nechemia. Okay, there are actually two Tanoim that argue in what Rabbi Nechemia said. Is Shabbos different than Yantif or not? And we hold like the Tana that says Shabbos is different than Yantif. And that answers the question. The official Mishnah, sponsored by official Rufus Nehmer for Baino, Bas, Yenta Dvaro. We have some very, very interesting Sugis on Amit Beis. And starting here. Ein Poichasin Esaner. Okay. So, Poichasin Esaner means, Yoni did it beautiful. You take, in, the, in those days, they made earthenware, a lot of earthenware. They do it today too. You take some, I don't know what, mud, whatever you want to call it, clay. clay, thank you, mud, clay, we're going to be talking about mud also, but clay, okay, clay is better. And then step two, you take your fist, you give it a nice punch, and you have this, you have a little bit, you have like a bowl. So you can't do this, it's a small little item, and you can't 
form it on Yantav. Because you, you're creating a Kli on Yantav. Okay. Vein, Oisin, Pechamim. You can't make, there is a picture somewhere, but it's not organized well tonight. Because I ran out of time. Here, Oisin, Pechamim. Here we go. You don't need a picture of it. It's schmack anyway. You can't make charcoals. Take a piece of wood from the fire and put it over here. Now, who uses charcoals? In those days, they didn't use charcoals on the grill. Rashi says that the goldsmiths used to use it. The silversmiths. Those are the people that used to use it. So you're not allowed to make a pchamim and yantav. You're not allowed to make charcoal. You're making a kli, says Rashi. You're making a kli. Believe it or not, making a new charcoal is a kli. Ve'ein psilo. You cannot cut a wick on Yantif. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, When you cut the wick, you're creating a wick, you're finishing it off, you're finishing off a kli. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, The Gemara is going to explain this picture right over here. We could cheat, we could do chazara. It's if the wick is connected to two kalim and they have oil in them. So when you light the center, it'll go and it'll start lighting on both of them. So maybe you're allowed to. I saw interesting Shiloh. You know those, not so many people use it anymore, but they used to use the floating wicks. You know, for Hanukkah, take that little, the wick, and you put it in a floater. Is putting in the floater Asar and Yantif? What do you guys think? Yes or no? Hillel knows the answer. Machloikis. So, but I saw, very interesting, you can think about this. Rav says that he thinks it's Mutter. He himself doesn't do it. Says motor why? Because a wick is a finished product. It's a, it's a wick. Now, yes, it will fall into the oil if you don't float it, but it, it in itself it's a finished product. Whereas what? I'm talking about the floater. You take the, the, the cork, yeah, the floater has a hole. You want to take the wick and you put it into the floater. Is that also? You're finishing off a cleat. He says it's not, because the wick itself is a clee. Not like over here that the wick is too long, too short. He says, very interesting, is it different than putting a belt on your pants on certain situations or putting a shoelace in your shoes? Is that a problem? So he says, shoelace in your shoes is, you need the two things together. One without the other doesn't work. A shoelace is nothing without a shoe, and a shoe is nothing without a shoelace. A belt is nothing without, a pant, without the pants, and the pants are without a shoe. But over here... Yeah, but you could hold it and use it. You could use it. You could do it in different things. I'll hold it with something else. That's what he's saying. A wick is a wick. That's what, that's as far. You want to argue? I, I hear it. it's a little bit interesting. That's as far, and we could go back there. That's why it's a machlagis. Says Gemara. Who's the Tana that says that punching this dough, this clay, is creating a clay? Because what's the next step? Doesn't show it here. It's putting it into the fire. You have to put it in a kiln. You gotta heat it up. I don't know if you ever did this on, you know, Chalamai trip. Chalamai is a little bit of a problem. But, uh, you know, one of the fun things to do is you take, you go to one of these places and you, you, you draw on, they give you like a thing and then, but then you have to come back like a month later because they put it in the kiln. You come back a week later when it's ready. This uh is good stuff. It's a fun thing to do. Not a not a chalamoy though, because it might be a malach or whatever. Fine. All Rabbi Yosef, Remeir here. 
This is Rameh who says that just punching this is creating a cleat. Rameir holds that you don't have to put it into the oven. Just by creating a form, that's enough to be considered a kli. No, you have to take it to the final, final step of putting it into the oven. Who told you that this is Rameir, our mission is Rameir? Dilmat can come Rameir, midi. What, what, what could you possibly put in some of this stuff? Maybe he's talking about a kli, a larger vessel. I could fill it up with fruit or whatever. Rashi points out, what are you going to put in this? If you're going to put liquids, it's just going to dissolve. So what can you possibly put in this? It's too small for a pre. Oh, says Gemara. You can put coins in it. Yes, you're right, it's very small. Nevertheless, you can still do something with it. Our Mishnah is a different time. His name is Rebbe It's not. Says, Il Pasam Charanis, which we're going to see are flat plates. Tahiroiz, Ba'il Ameis, Utmeoiz, Bemasa Azov. These flat plates that don't have a base keyboard because the Torah says, Bechal Kli Posuach, Asher, Ain Salman Pasalov Tomeu. The Pasuk says it's a Kli Posuach, it's open, it has a Toich. If it doesn't have a toich, it's not mekabel tuma, but tumas oil. Oil, if there's a dead person in, in, the, in the room, and you have a flat, flat plate, not mekabel tuma. However, utmeyo is bemasa azov. If azov pushes it, he doesn't even touch it, it's on the table, and he moves it like this, it's mekabel tuma. Because you don't have that kula that we have by oil amaze called klipsuach. It's not Tommy. Why? What? So the Gemara's Medaik here, Diyuk. Beautiful. Says Rebbe Lazar Tzadok, the reason why a flat plate is not Mikabal Tumah because he didn't finish the Malacha. Meaning, if you punch a nice hole in it without putting it in the oven, that's Gemar Malacha. And it is Mikabal Tumah. So here we have a Mandama that says that by Punching it, forming it, nigmar malachna before putting it into the oven is mikabal toma, and that's why you're not allowed to do it on yantiv. A parchas in the you can't do that on yantiv. That's Rebbe Lazar Tzadik. Oh, I buy a dumat kan lekam Rebbe Lazar Tzadik kasam. Yeah, the chazik kabul be So on the same exact thing, I ask the same question. Maybe even Rebbe Lazar Tzadik will admit since it's tiny. Look at this thing. I once had one at home. It got lost. I like bought it off. Maybe a scam artist. I have no idea. The guy took us. He was uh, years ago. He was a uh, you would tell me their own um, a tour guide. Took us in Yerushalayim. He says, "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "This Arab you could trust hundred percent." I'm gonna. He's gonna sell me like one of these from the time of the Beis Hamikdash that was found in a thing. Don't ever buy one of those. I bought it and it disappeared from my. It was in my China class, I guess. Over Purim, somebody took it. I don't know. They liked it. It had a name, it had a number on it, like an official. He stole it from the the. Uh, <laughs> not a Roman. Number two out of one hundred. I fell for it. Okay. No, I the, the guy was a from tour guy. He says no, you can trust him. I'm telling you, it's it's, it's legit. It's legit. It's from the time of Beis All right. 
So it would have been cool to have it anyways. And it was a little burnt on the bottom. Like, they did a good job. They didn't sell me a new one. But you could tell that they used it. Yeah. I fell for it. Okay, I fell for it. You want to do this tiny lamp? Look how believe it. You can put coins. You can't form the clay, put your fist in it, and you can't make flat plates on Yontif. He says you're allowed to. My Chironios, I love when the Gemara does this. You want to know what Chironios is? I'll tell you. Another Aramaic word. Ironios. Oh, my Chironios. That also doesn't help us much. But Chakliyasa means like a, a farmer, like a villager. They're, these are plates that they use in the simple places. If you're in New York, you're a guy in Flatbush. Hey, you're going to use a flat plate. You're kidding? What are the. You can't make a shidduch like that. You know, the very Makbid, they ask the first question, what table, what color tablecloths do, do, do they have on Shabbos? What does the china look like? Oh, this guy, this guy, the china? It's the flat type. <laughs> flat type. No, no more shilas. End of the shidduch, gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not a, not a, by the way, I'm not joking. This is, some of the questions they ask is what color tablecloths are on Shabbos? Is it this? The chasheh? Yeah. What kind of car the guy drives? Fine. Ah, ah! The guy's a murderer. Well, say it, who cares? I said this, this, and nice tablecloth. I forgot to ask you about the guy. Okay, next. Now, <laughs> who? It's not really a joke. Yet. He does the daf, but he sells trafe to, to the whole monster, whatever. Okay. Okay. Zokti Gemara, Beino Yisim Bechamim, Pshito. What? Between themselves, whatever. Okay. Anyway, the bottom line is over here is a Shaila. Once again, we're going back to the Mishnah of Pchas. The manova that holds, it's, you're not allowed to hold that you're not allowed to take the stones off the wall. Rib Shimon holds you're allowed to because you're allowed to take stones off the wall like Rimei. Okay, Vaiter. You're not allowed to make charcoal. What can you do with it on Yantav? You can't give it, to, the guy can't make gold and silver. You're not going to be using it. What are you doing? You want to give it to the mikveh guy, to the bathhouse guy. He needs to eat up the water and you give him the coals. How can you take a bath on Yantif? Now, there are people that take baths on Yantif. So, look up the Allah. Gemara says over here, now I take a bath on Yantif. So, it goes like this. If the water was heated up on Yantif, you're not allowed to take a shower on Yantif. If the water is heated up Erev Yantif, if you're a Sephardi, you could take a shower. And if you're Ashkenazi, you cannot take a shower. However, if you use water that was heated up before Yontif, and the Achroinim are done, whether our, you know, the, the, the solar system is that considered before or after, fine, go into that. But everybody agrees that if it's before Yontif, and you do aver, aver, one limb at a time, you don't put your whole body under the water, then it's okay. Again, I'm not a rabbi, I ain't chum. But I asked my wife, because I know that sometimes she's a stickle makel on a three-day yontif. I said, how do you do it? She didn't say or nothing. So you have to know these halachas. Oh, I just threw her under the bus again. 
Okay. Mikvah has to be, it can't be Yatsilan, it's Asgershan. That's another problem. Okay. Kedama Rava, Lahaziyah, Vakoning Zerah. So we learned already the Sugya, there was different stages to the Zerah of bathing on Yantav, on Shabbos. And there was, there was once upon a time in which his mutter to go to the bathhouse and just schwitz it out over there. And then they made Xera in the time of the Gemara that you cannot even schwitz. Okay. Alright. So, what are you, the Mishnah saying? The Mishnah says you could use the charcoal. What are you going to do with the charcoal? You can't give it, you're going to use it in the bathhouse. You can't take a bath. You're right. But you could sweat it out before the Xerah. And now it's also because we can't sweat. We can't go to the Schwitz. You cannot take a. Where's that picture? Oh. You can't do this. Right? Right? Can't, can't do this. Okay. Why can't you use a knife? They come attacking mana because you're fixing, you're making two wicks over here. Bore nami come attacking mana, and then the day with a fire, you're also making two wicks. What's different? How you do it? As explained before, it's already attached to the two guys that I got ripped off on, and you just cut it with a fire in between, and then it goes. It's, it lights. It, so you're lighting a fire around them, and that's okay. We just turned to Lamed Beis on the Beis, sponsored by the New Haitel Group. For all those who need to do refuse and shoes, please join us at thehillandatimindaf.com. Sponsored by the Tan Koshnud, Koshchos, for my children, Ayakol of Ben Devara, and Yisrael Yaakov Ben Devara, should be both do well in our destroyal, have a chesh of Torah, mitzvahs, and yirash shomayim. Omer Avnoson. What's his name? Kashnur. Hashem just needs the the call of Ben uh, Ari call of Ben Dvaira thing, not the last name. Fine. Oh, You're allowed to do mechita. What? My mechatin? What does it mean? You're allowed to trim the wick on yantiv. Amarav Chanino Bashlemia laaduye chushcha. It's to remove the top, you know, when it gets all black and doesn't work so well. You remove that, you trim off the black, the, the charcoal, and then it starts working better. There's six halachas, the one comes to a wick. Three are chumra, three are kulo, lahachmer, and goidlin oisa, lechatchila, biyantef. You don't twist it together like this if you have all these guys. Separated, so you don't go like this, Ayantif. Why? Because that's making a kli. Or, you know, like the husbands are supposed to do, singe it before Ayantif. So you don't singe it so it should light better. You just light it, finished. And you cannot cut that we had in our Mishnah, you can't cut it into two. What are the three kulas? You're allowed to press it. Kvetch it a little bit. You know, sometimes those wicks, they come very thick. You go like this a little bit, it comes thinner. Vishayar Vishemin, you're allowed to put it in oil, soak it in oil. Vachayt Chabor, Vifi Shtei Neiroiz. Now we saw, you're allowed to do this, you're allowed to cut it with a fire. Barah Razabarah Borah. Atire Bavel, it's a lotion of Ashire. 
like a tire yashire bavel. You're the Gehenimim. The rich ones in Bavel, they deserve Gehenim. Why? There's a person, he came to Bavel. I thought he's a little unfair, personally, when I read Rashi. He went to the guys in Bavel, he says, listen, I'm new here. Give me some of your merchandise. I'll sell it, I'll split the province with you 50-50. They said, get out of here. Go back to Israel, wherever you came from. Okay. So then he said, oh, I was trying to, to make business here and try to, to do it on my own. Nobody's giving me business. Nobody's giving me a job. So give me some food. That was really bad. They didn't feed him. These are the people, these are the people that are not true Yidin that left Mitzrayim. There was some of the Mitzrim that try to you know, pretend and get in there and leave with the with the Yidin. Eh, this, is not the real, this is not the real deal. Why? And what's the end of the Pasuk? Rashi brings it. Uh, Rashi says. He brings it as if it's in the Gemara. That your forefathers had Rachmanus. So first of all, we have a chiyuv to act like the Rebbeinu Shleilam. Every millisecond gives us mezainas, gives us life. So we have a chiyuv to act like Hashem. We don't act like Hashem. Then if we don't believe in Gemilos Chesed, then we're Kaifer Baker. That's, then we're Kaifer Nakash Baruch. But we have a chiyuv to be like Kash Baruch. Anyway, I'll tell you a quick story because it's Mosh Shabbos. In World War I, I don't know if anybody knows this, there's about 80,000 Yidin in Yerushalayim. 20,000 died from starvation. 20,000 Jews, 25% of Yerushalayim. That is, people were selling everything they had. You, you'd see, an Arab walking around with a strimal and a kaftan, you know, one of these uh, things. Because people just selling their stuff. So there's a story about this guy by the name of Reporosh. I guess he was a pretty wealthy guy. He, he started a school in Yavniel. And he was walking in Meisharim. And he sees the wife of Yosef Salant selling matches. So he's like, I don't need matches right now. So he kept on walking. He said, but Lamai said, at the end of the day, a hush of a person's wife is sitting out in the street trying to sell matches. So he walks back. Walks back. says, yeah, I'll, I'll take the matches. I need matches. So he takes the matches, puts it in his pocket, and goes weiter. And that was on Yishana Rabba. On Simcha's Torah, he decided to go to Yavniel. So he takes all his stuff and he goes to Yavniel. And on the way, he gets stopped by soldiers. And they said, you're a traitor. You're, you're trying to run away from the war. Trying to run away from the army. So he says, no, I'm an American. So you're not American garnished. So he pulls out his passport. But they, they couldn't read it. It was too dark. Oh, but then he had the matches. And the, first they beat him up real stark. They beat him up and they started schlepping him. And then he remembered he has matches. He said, stop, stop, stop. Let me show you. And he pulled out the matches and he went like this. And he showed them the passport. And he said, oh, he's American. Weiter. He said, come on, If you have Rachmanus, you have Rachmanus, it saved his life basically. At least for that point. All right, Zokti Gemara. If 
you are dependent on others, you have a dark world, everything becomes dark. Day is dark. So I saw a beautiful Satmarov. I thought it's Givaldic because it's on, on this week's parasha, this coming parasha. Noyach. He says, What's Pshat that when you, you're dependent on, on somebody else, Oilam Chashuch. So he says that the, the pigeon, the Yaina, says in Shira Shirim, What's the Lashon? I wrote it down here. If I could get to it. This Yoyna brought the Ali Zayas, the leaf of the Aleph. She brought light to the world. So you also have to light the menorah, you light. So, what's Pshat? The Yoyna brought light to the world. It's a good Pshat, you can say over your Shabbos table. Light to the world. So he brings the Gemara in Eruvin Daf Yudches. We just, we just learned it two years ago. No, I don't know how long ago. What was it? How long ago was Eruvin Yudches? A year, a year and a half ago. How many days? That was ever. I was trying to see if you know like that. So Eruvin Daf Yudches. It says over there that the Yaina said, i rather eat this very bitter olive than be soymech hashukhan chavera than getting... Honey for my friend. Remember, I, I, I described it that I ate an olive. It was the worst tasting thing I've ever ate in my life. Right off the tree. Don't ever do it. it. Stays in your mouth for two hours. So he says, Givaldik. This Yaina brought light to the world. By saying, I'm dependent on a Baruch Hu. Whatever Akash Baruch Hu does and gives me, that's what I'll take. Even the most bitter, disgusting food. An olive straight off the tree. I'd rather take that. So if you're dependent. On somebody else, you're eating from other people, then what are you? You're Chayshech. You're in Chayshech. That's what it says here. You have the light of the Yaina and the Chayshech. Okay, I thought it was Givaldi because this Gemara and Parshish Noyach. Says Gemara Vaiter. Rav Chizda Omar Afchayov Enum Chayim. It's not even a life. Forget about Chayshech, it's not even a life. Tonara Baron. Shloisha Chayim Enum Chayim. There's three people that their life is not considered a life. Veiloin. Person who's dependent on his friend to, for support. <laughs> Listen to this one. Now, Rabbi Sai, this is in this week's parsha. Who cursed Adam or Chava, I should say? It says he'll rule over you. So if it's Fakert, she rules over him. Now. There's a beautiful marshal here. I know there's some women that are watching and they're going to get all nervous. So for this, let me read this email. I have this email from this Isho Chashuva. I hope I can find it. Where is it? I think I... Oh, no. You know what? I have to read it off my phone. I didn't print it. Let's see if I can find it here real quickly. Mm-mm-mm. Here we go. It's from Hindi W. Okay. I hope nobody knows her. Anonymous. I've heard about all the amazing work you're doing and want to wish you at Slacha Vaiter. If you're wondering if you have any females signed up, I want to first assure you that no, I'm not learning your Gemara. 
Although I've listened to snippets of Yeshurim as I enjoy your sense of humor, I was interested in what my husband is doing each day. And that brings me to my point. My husband learns the daf with you, which is of course amazing. However, I see it as a little as an excuse, meaning all I hear from him all day is, I need to do the daf, I need to do the daf. I feel this takes away from my help, I need him in the house. He doesn't help me at all, and, this, and his excuse all day is, I need to do my daf. So, I was wondering if you could mention in Yashir that equally important to doing the daf is to actually be there for your wife to help her. Thank you and aslacha rava. Rabbi Shai. So I don't know if this is, I'm not, first of all, to Mrs. Hindi A.W., it happens to be that my wife opened the support group for these kind of women. <laughs> so you can talk to her. However, the marshal says, what's this Ishtay Moishel HaSalav? He says, it's a woman that takes her husband away from Tyra. So I don't know if she's an Isha Moishelas. You decide on your own. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, the famous thing. Everybody knows this joke. But this guy was sitting Shiva. And after the Shiva was over, the woman comes over to the husband and says, now I know that Shachris is not 10 minutes and Mayrav is not an hour and a half. I just learned. So... Yeah. So I don't know what this guy is doing. All day he's learning that. That takes an hour. He's doing Chazar two hours. So Miss Hindi, if he's doing it for 17 hours, we got a problem. Maybe he's a huge master. I don't know. Each person to their own. But don't be that person that takes away. Yosef Ehrman, right over here, sitting right over here. Three years ago, I said this many times. Three years ago, me and Yeshua were walking down this street right over here. We bump into Yosef Ehrman and his wife. I said, Yosef, you know, I started a share. You want to join us? He goes, eh, I don't know. I have the kids. I have to take them out to the school. It's what, 8 o'clock? I, I don't think I could do it. And his wife says, you're going to Daf. <laughs> and the next day he was at Daf. And three years later he's at Daf. He doesn't miss a day. He brings his kids with him to Daf. So you have a... <laughs> Yosef, my twin, get over here. Get over here. This is, this is my famous twin, Rabbi Isai. Everybody walks over. At my son's bar mitzvah, they all gave him the bar mitzvah gifts. <laughs> Yo, save, give Val the good guy. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Weiter. A person that has terrible Yisurim Nebuch, we shouldn't know from these things. People with the machla and they have terrible pain and different, different Yisurim. There's a lot of different Yisurim. The Moshal Bigufai, they control his body. If a person only has one begot. Now, Rabbi Isai, this is Yishalmi here, I spoke about him many times, Mayor Kenig, he's thinking about joining the Shir. And I told him, you know, today I'm bringing a live creature to Shir. So he says, what is it? I said, listen. We're talking about Misha Ishta Michelle Salav. I was thinking about bringing your wife. He says, if you, if you bring my wife, I'm coming right now. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. But I did want to bring a creature. Now, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not making this up. The creature was Nifter over Shabbos. I brought it. Here it is. 
<laughs> I don't know if I should show the oilum. I really didn't know. This. I'm not joking. This is a big part of the to the creature. What do you what do you think? He's excited already. Where are the gloves? The gloves. Here's the creature. Right over here. This is a louse. A lo- it was live on Shabbos, I promise you. I got it. I'm not going to say how oh, I got it. Not from me, I promise. I got it. It was running around this thing. I guess I, I didn't feed it and I didn't give it any ear. And it perished over. But if anybody wants to see what it looks like. It's, it's very, very interesting to see what's going on here. He has two major eyes. The very scary stuff. Wow. Anybody want to see this here? Rabbi Schoenberg, please. Okay, why, why, am, I, why am I saying this? Because this is a Gemara about a louse. What I dropped. Oh, the Shemat is fine. Now, we'll get it afterwards. If a person only has one baguette, says Rashi, he doesn't have an opportunity, he doesn't have a way to clean it out of the lice. He has lice. How's he going to throw it in the washing machine? He has to wear it. He can't go to the washing machine naked. So he's stuck with lice. It's a terrible life if you have all these lice. It's disgusting to have these things crawling over your bodies. At the end of the day, you could remove the lice. So it's not, it's not the worst life in the world. You go into a room somewhere and you'll pick through it and take out the lice. Okay, says the Mishnah. This Mishnah is sponsored by official Lurfur Shlema, Avram Yosef ben Chanan, official Mishnah. Maliach is a fish. You cannot break. Where is this picture? Oh. This is your fish. This is the Maliach. It's very, very sensitive. What's the word? It's very delicate. And if you put it directly on the grill, it will burn. So you got to put something there. So they'll take a piece of paper, soak it in water, and put it underneath. And that protected the fish from burning. Or earthenware, broken pieces of earthenware. Same idea. You cannot clean out the Tanur Vikirayim. I don't know if we need a picture of Tanur Vikirayim. I have it if anybody wants to see. Garfa means, says Rashi. Beautiful Yoni, the picture right over here. You have a stone coming right off the brick oven, falls down. I want to get rid of it. You're not allowed to do that. Ayyantif. Aval Mechabshin, you could push down, as in this picture, crush the coals so there's more room in the oven. So, here you go. This is the picture. You're taking, you're building an oil. You're taking two bottles, two, two, uh, two barrels or jugs, and you put a pot on top of them. Osir. Rashi, interesting, says, Almost a lotion of tripod. I like these rashis. Tripod, he says, something like that. But anyway, instead of making a tripod out of metal, you make it out of wine bottles. And you cannot take a piece of wood 
and support a pot. Pot is tilting, lift it that way. So Gemara, the Gemara in the beginning understands to take the door and support the pot with it. And the Gemara says, no, you're taking a piece of wood and supporting the door. Okay. You can't do one of these on Yontif. You can't steer an animal with a stick on Yontif. Mokta. Reb Lezer, Reb Shimon Matar, we'll see in the Gemara that's not really about Moksa, it's about Chinga. Reb Lezer, Reb Shimon Matar, he says, okay, my time out. Why can't you cut paper or cheres for the fish? You're fixing something. If the only way to make food is to remove the stone that fell into your oven, mutter. <coughs> and the Gemara brings a ride, the visa of the Reb Chia, the wife of Reb Chia, Nofala, a brick, that's I guess why Rashi said, a brick fell into the oven. So he told her, we had a similar lotion uh, earlier on in the Mesechta when one of the wives, I forgot who it was, Rabbi Yosef somebody, was using a sifter and she flipped it over and her husband, Rabbi Yosef, whoever it was, said, make sure I like good fluffy dough so don't flip it over. Make sure it's right side up. Over here also, make sure that I have good bread, meaning get rid of that stone immediately. Don't worry about it. Omalei Rava the Shami. Rava told his helper, Tevili bar Avzo vizdar mecharoicha. So uh, I guess back in the day, they used to do what they do today in China and in other places. Take a duck, a goose, a duck, and roast it. Now, it was a smaller oven than this. And space was tight. And if the bottom had this charcoal, you see this right over here? You don't want this touching your, your duck. It will ruin the duck. So he says to Shamish, be careful, get rid of that. Take it out, smush it, do whatever you need to do. So there's airspace. Ravina and Ravashi, the famous two Amaroim that wrote the Gemara. So Ravina does Ravashi, Omelon Rav, Ravacham Hutzel, Ravacham Hutzel told us, that you, I heard about you, I heard Loshanar about you. I heard that you had to take some mud and you'd close the tanner here. Here's the tanner. <clears throat> yeah, tanner, one. You'd close the top with mud. I racked the press, some I didn't make the mud. I didn't, what are you worried about? That I'm, I'm making, a, I'm, uh, I'm doing a malacha by making the mud. No, I got it from the river press. But you have to show that you're going to take the mud from this place on the higher press. You can't just go to any area on the higher press and grab mud. You have to be it before Yontif. If you're going to use the ashes to close up the tanner, what's the problem? Megabel, making like a uh, Mushing it together, there's no, there's no gibel when it comes to the ashes. It doesn't work very well with water, so you don't have to worry about it. Where's that picture? If we still have it. This one, right over here. You can't take two pitchers and put a pot on top. Oh. So, unfortunately, Yoni didn't depict it, so I had to find my own picture. This is 
a really old toilet. Maybe a couple thousand years old. You can, says Rav Nachman, that you're allowed to take place the two stones and put them next to each other. What are you putting on top of this? Your body. So isn't that similar to this case right over here? Two stones, two pitchers. No fire. <laughs> Depends. Depends what you ate. Depends what you ate. Says the Gemara, How are you allowed to do this? You're building a tent. Over here, it's a true tent. Because there's a roof. Over here, there's no, no roof. What? So you're allowed to build uh, a chair? You're allowed to build something that doesn't, that doesn't have a roof? It doesn't, it's not providing shade over something? It's just a solid piece that you're allowed to do? That's not considered being. So he says, you're right. Here's the pshat. This, you know why this is also? Because the Torah says you're not allowed to build something on Shabbos. And to do this, temporary, the Torah never said you can't do it. However, this is also because one for the other, you're right, it's temporary, but permanent is also fine. Bathroom. Now we have to be concerned about covered abrios and Rabbanon removed the Xero covered We had a few times already. Different things about stones moving for toilet paper, different things. Over here for Kavad Abriyos, they didn't say that this is Osir. Have a wonderful week. And we'll see you, Bezer Hashem, tomorrow morning at 7.15. Shkoyach, Shkoyach, guest.